Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dose of Jesus podcast. I am your host, Cordell Brooks. And today, I wanted to hop on the podcast to talk about something that has been on my mind here recently, and it's that of the human condition. And I've been thinking about the human condition in terms of what the Bible says about it. And I think we all have an idea of what the Bible says about our condition as humans, but I'd like to delve a little bit more into it because I've had some thoughts on my mind about what the human condition is. And because it's not just this or the, or the other, it's not just a binary type thing. It's a really, really um, unique and um, very strange thing uh, in our world. It's shared with no other animal on the planet. So it's very unique to us humans. And this human condition, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today in the podcast. Uh, I think I found a, an answer uh, that Paul gives in Ephesians chapter 2. So if you have your Bible, it would be really great if you return to that passage as we read uh, through verse number 5. Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse number 1, it says this, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So this is a beautiful passage that Paul is writing here. And I, I believe it is a, it, it's a great connection, a juxtaposition almost, a, a, a big a comparison between two things, light and dark. And I believe that Paul is showing us that we were, he's talking mainly, he's talking to Christians here, and he, he he's saying that we were these sons of disobedience, we were the sons of wrath and of the darkness, but now through Christ, and that notice that key word there, but, but now he has made us alive in Christ. So it's just a really, really nice passage, and, and I, I encourage everyone to study Ephesians. It's one of my favorite books, actually. Just that phrase right there, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love which he loved us. So we, we see that in verses 1 through 3, we see that there is this, there was this before. It's like a before and after photo. You see in verses 1 through 3, we see that this is the before picture, and then verses 4 through 5, and then on to 6. And talk about the after. It's the after picture. So in, in verse number one, he says, we see that we do have hope right there. It says, you, uh, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So we know that Paul is talking to us Christians in which you once walked according to the course of this world. So the course, uh, the paths of the world and the direction of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves. So we all were, were subject to the prince of the power of the air, the, the spirit that now works on the sons of disobedience. So we were those sons of disobedience, but we do, there's that word again, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us. And then verse five, it really concludes everything and brings it all together. Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. Notice it is not by our own doing. It is not by our works that he has made us alive. It's not by uh, doing things and becoming righteous and, and doing righteous works and trying to please God that we are made alive. It's only through Jesus. 
even when we were dead in our trespasses, which is sin, made us alive together with Christ. And then in uh, parentheses, by grace you have been saved. It's not by our works. It's not by our actions that we are saved. It is, Paul includes here that it is by grace you have been saved. By whose grace? By God's grace. And it, it is because God is rich in mercy, he's also rich in grace as well. Just the juxtaposition, the, the comparison that Paul uses between these two paragraphs, these two um, uh, sentences, is, is amazing. I believe it accurately portrays the human condition. You see, the human condition is that we are born into sin. Yeah, in verse number one, who were dead in trespasses and sins, that we're dead uh, in our trespasses and our sins, which we once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So this this spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. So the prince of the power of the air is working within the world and it, corrupting the world that makes us dead in our trespasses and sins. And we were of those and we conducted ourselves uh, in the lust of the flesh. So the things that we desire in our hearts that are not godly and not righteous and not pure, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. So we appeal to our desires of the flesh, the flesh that we're born with, the evil, sinful, and, and dreadful flesh that we were born with. And we were by nature the children of wrath, wrathful because we're wrathful against God. We are disobedient children against God just says the other. So he's saying that everyone has this condition. Verses one through three, you can mark that this is the human condition. This is the problem of all the world, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. You see that Paul is saying that there is hope for those who are children of wrath, sons of disobedience, and those who walk according to the course of the world. He's showing that if you are dead in the trespasses and sins in which you walk, there is hope found in Jesus Christ. You see, God is rich in mercy because he's willing to forgive us, and he sent his son to die on a cross for us. His great love with which he loved us, and his love, he loved us so much that he sent his son to die a, a terrible death, all the trespasses and sins that we once had, or that you may now have, was cast upon him. Even when we were dead in the trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. And it's by his grace we've been saved. And that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. You see, it's all about Jesus. And if you today do not have Jesus in your heart, then my friend, you are indeed dead. Just as Paul says, dead in your trespasses and your sins. And you see, there is no hope apart from Jesus. Jesus, whom God sent on earth, he wrapped himself in flesh. God, in human form, Emmanuel, wrapped himself in flesh and died a terrible and gruesome death for us. He was the perfect sacrifice, the spotless lamb. And now by his blood shed over us, we can be made alive. Those who were dead can now be made alive in Jesus Christ. And if you have not been covered by his blood, if you have not been made alive in Jesus, then today is the day of salvation. Do not wait any longer because tomorrow may not come. We have today, we've had the past, but we're not guaranteed the tomorrow. And I want to read verse six to you. And has raised us up together and made us sit together 
and heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Do you desire that? Do you want that? And I'm asking both Christians and those who are just questioning this and questioning this human condition they have. I want to ask you, do you desire that? And if you are a Christian and you don't desire that, then you should. Because it's the most glorious thing. Those words are the most beautiful thing a Christian can hear. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And if you do not know what that means, it may be, just maybe, you do not know who Jesus is. And if you do not know who Jesus is, then I encourage you to call upon his name. Romans 10.9 says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you are the person that is a son of disobedience and a son of wrath, a child of wrath, then today's the day of salvation, my friend. Just call upon his name and just listen to what Paul says in, in Romans 10, 9, or what, what God is telling you right now, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. There's no outline you must follow. There's no prayer that's exact that you must follow. You do not have to recite a poem in order to be saved, my friend. It's all about Jesus. And if you just ask him to come into your heart today, then he will. He is faithful and just to forgive us. And I want to close with something I wrote in a daily vlog. The human condition is just what it sounds like. A condition. A dreadfully terrible condition. But at times a beautifully wonderful condition. It is, after all, a condition. This or the other. But it extends much beyond the binary boundaries. Sometimes there is a middle ground of good and bad. Sometimes there is just one or the other. Sometimes we feel dreadfully alone in our solitude. And at other times we feel too fulfilled in the company of many. We are happy, we are sad, we are vengeful, we are forgiving, we are murderers, we are healers. Who or what we are on any given day is prone to change. But there is that thing that is constant of every man, the intent of his heart. We are all born into disobedience against God, and therefore our lives echo it. Those who disobey the authorities suffer penalty for their actions. Likewise, those who disobey the Almighty suffer penalty for their disobedience. However, the act of disobedience, no matter how small, is punishable by eternal death before a just and holy judge. This is, I believe, the very thing that lies within all individuals that does not change. Unlike our physical, emotional, or psychological identity, our identity as sinners under the Creator and Judge of all is shared in the hearts of all mankind. We may laugh and cry, we may live and die, but what determines who we truly are is who we are to He who has provided us all the way of escape from this eternal death that awaits us. He whose name is Jesus of Nazareth has indeed provided a way unto life everlasting. And no matter who or what we are on any given day, he, if he is within us, can transform and mold our identity into his, that our standing before the Almighty is likened unto his.